Holy Spirit, we welcome you. I welcome, we welcome you into this message, into this, into this session, Father. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Father, for the opportunity to be able to read, to be able to understand, to be able to get a glimpse into what you want us to do, Father. Father, I ask you, the Holy Spirit, to be be the sole part of this message, Father. Father, for the Holy Spirit to intercede in this message, Father, for it be what you want us to know, Father, for you want us to understand. Father, for you to have your message come through this message, your word to come through this message, and for it to be a life-changing word that anyone who listens and sees, Father, that they get the message that you want them to get. Father, I thank you for the opportunity to be able to open the word up, Father, and to be able to read your word, to be able to get a piece of your word, Father, to be able to to, to, to be able to intercede, Father, in Jesus' mighty name by way of the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Father. We ask that everyone who listens, Father, be blessed, be and be uplifted, and be encouraged. Lead us, guys, and direct us in your way, in your word. In Jesus' mighty name, we all agree and say amen. Mm. Good day, everybody. Good day. Good day. Hope everyone's having a great day in Jesus by way of the Holy Spirit. Whether we're catching you when you're waking up in the morning, getting up, stretching out, getting out of bed, getting cleaned up, having some breakfast, some coffee, getting ready for a day full of errands, activities, or work itself for you to be getting yourself prepared for a very glorious day. Or catch you halfway through your day when you went through some trials, tribulations, dealt with some stuff, um, seeing God work in your life, resisting evil and pursuing grace, resisting temptation and pursuing holiness. 
And what they call, let them there call, midday madness. Or, because you're at the end of your day, when you finally finish your day full of errands, work, or activities, and you're sitting, relaxing with your family, having some dinner, enjoying time with your loved ones, just mellowing out and withdrawing from the day. However we're catching, whenever we're catching, however it may be, right now, you're now tuned in to the Blue Book, presented to you by Seabrook Ministries, Sea Restoration and Progress, hosted by your boy Blue, Rev Blue, Pentecost, because he paid it, get unified. Man, guys, I hope you're surviving this weather. Whether you're in the south dealing with this nasty weather down there, you're over here in the west coast where you're dealing with excessive heat and mugginess, or you're dealing with whatever it may be you're dealing with, stay safe. Wear your masks in business. You know, that's one thing I can't trust enough is for you guys, for the, you beloved, to wear your masks when you go into business go into grocery markets go into those places no you don't have to wear the mask when you're out in, in, the, in the streets and in your vehicles uh, that is personal precaution i'm talking about in businesses wear your masks if you have glasses you wear wear them sanitize wash your hands these are all precautions that need to be taken to be able to live your life in today's society they're going to become a norm if, you, if that makes any sense but be precautious, guys. Take care of yourself. Take your vitamins. Feel a little scratchy? Take some NyQuil. Take some medicines. God has laid it out very evenly for you to be able to do it. I was at the supermarket today with my wife, and I'm standing there, you know, waiting for her to do her thing. I look over, and I see an end cap at the store, and I see uh, Airborne. I see NyQuil. I see multivitamin. I see all these things in the thing. I'm like, all this stuff right here is going to help you. It's all going to help you get through this. Right there in front of you. Easy as obvious. But everyone wants this, this miracle vaccine. Well, it is what it is with that. I have my opinions, but that's my opinion. My whole thing is, is that if you take care of yourself, don't fix something that isn't broken. Okay? Be very wise of what you're doing. Don't be ignorant. Okay? Get educated. Take care of yourself. These are things that you need to do. Eat healthy, as healthy as you can eat, and just take care of who you are because that's what's going to get you to the next level. Anyhow, as we get into all that, what is one thing that we do here on the Blue Book every time we uh, we do this? What is it? Do you, does anybody know what we do? I'm sure you do. And what do we do? Let's see. I thought I had it right here, and I apparently don't have it right here. Unbelievable. Here he goes. I pledge allegiance to the Christian flag and the Savior from whom kingdom it stands. One Savior, crucified, risen, and coming again. Of life, liberty to all those who believe. Outstanding. So we are going to be in our wonderful Bibles, which are right here. Wonderful Bible. I want you guys to open up to, with me 
to the book of James. It's in the, Old, it's in the New Testament, towards the back. Um, you get pretty close to Revelation when you get there. But it's in James. James 2.17. James 2.17. Okay? James 2.17. Okay? James 2.17. James 2.17 What does James 2.17 mean? Alright, well let's get, let's get into it. Many years ago, Christians, musicians, Rich Mullins, summed up the verse in a song called Screen Door. In it, he says, Faith without works is like a song you can't sing. It's about as useless as a screen door on a submarine. Wow, that's pretty deep. He says, faith without works, believing without action, is like a song you can't sing. Music's going, don't got the vocals. It's like a useless, it's useless as a screen door on a submarine. Do you understand the metaphor there? Screen door, submarine? Try to put a screen door hatch on a submarine and see how far you get. Yeah, absolutely. Not very far at all. The teaching of Christianity was revolutionary, and it still is, it's still revolutionary. The emphasis of the gospel is on grace, God's riches at Christ's expense. The, through faith and not by the good deeds, works which we do. Through faith, grace, God's riches at Christ's expense. Through faith and not by good deeds, works which we do okay through faith it's not an action it's a belief that god's going to take care of you okay instead of demanding sinless perfection and sacrifice or some subject judgment god was offering forgiveness of sins oh there's the f-bomb god's offering forgiveness god's f-bomb is forgiveness okay of sins and eternal home with him for all who believe in Christ so he's offering you heaven okay he's offering you an eternal gift of heaven if you believe in Jesus how can you go wrong what are you giving up all your sinful desires all your perversion all your addictions okay why well, I, I, I have to hear a reason why that's a bad thing. Oh, maybe that's because there's some stuff in your life you just have you just can't let go. I can't let go of my addictions, I can't let go of my perversions, I can't let go of my my vanity, I can't let go of my pride, I can't let go of any of that because it's just too important to me. It's like holding on to some possession in your house and saying, I can't let go of this. You know, yes, there are some stuff that just is just heartbreaking if ever if, if it ever loses. But that's not what this is about. This is about eternal life. You taking all that sin and putting it to the side and saying God's more important. Okay? That leads to an all-important question. What does it mean to have a saving belief in Christ? What does it mean to have a saving belief in Christ? Do you know what a, do you know what it what it what does it mean to have a saving belief in Christ? This is the issue James is tackling in this part of the scripture. Reading James 
in context with the rest of the New Testament helps us understand the question. That question. In this particular case, James is making a crucial point about the gospel. Okay? Simple mental judge, uh, agreement is not enough. Simple mental agreement is not enough. In here is not enough. This isn't thinking that I'm going to believe in Jesus, thinking that God is God is not enough. And most people are caught in that. Most people are caught in this mental game. It doesn't reach the heart because it's stuck in this in this computer, this head computer. I believe it through my mind. I'm gonna think it because we're we're for some reason we have this mentality that we think it, we achieve it. Well, yeah, but that might be good on some purpose stuff, but it's not good in the promise. The promise is you gotta get to the heart. Okay? So context and so Uh, it, it's got to go beyond simple mental equation. Knowledge is not trust. Do you realize that knowledge isn't trust? Knowledge is knowledge is you putting your hands to what you've been educated on. Okay, so you get to you get you get you get your education. Putting this to action is the knowledge, but it's not enough because there has to be a different element to this. Okay, anyone can give you a scripture and say, "Check this out. Check this out. Check this out." This is what the, what the scripture says. Okay, so it says, "Thou shalt not kill." Okay, fantastic. So you live your life without what you would perceive as being killing, which would be taking someone else's life but it expands more than that that's just the knowledge of it where's the wisdom of it you could kill somebody not only physically but mentally to where the brain damage abuse is killing people in the brain the the killing terminology goes far beyond just 187 someone's life you understand so knowledge is not trust though you're not trusting the word you're educating yourself and applying it that's not trust it's an application it's not trust okay salvation does not come when a person agrees to the facts of christ's life just because you know the facts of christ's life doesn't mean you got salvation i got zip new salvation that has to do with education and knowledge got nothing to do with the salvation part you know the facts of his life doesn't mean you believe in it okay Death or resurrection. So, you can know about his life, which is pretty much the entire book. But the New Testament has, the New Testament has documentation and actual written proof of Christ's life on Earth. Okay, simple as that. Boom, there it is. Okay, but you reading Matthew, Mark, Luther, John, James, Romans, Ephesians, and you know how Jesus walked the earth for 33 years, caught the Holy Spirit, got baptized, caught the Holy Spirit when he was 30, did three years of, of miracles, and got crucified at 33. Then he got buried, three days later rose to heaven, came back from heaven, walked the earth for 50 days, reascended to heaven, and gave us the Holy Spirit. That's the knowledge of it. 
Fantastic. According to Christ, it's not like agreeing with the city of Lincoln in the capital is, is the capital of Nebraska. Okay, well, okay, so it is. We agree. Lincoln is the capital of Nebraska. What do you freaking do? Wonderful. That's knowledge. That's, that's an educated thing. Such a belief requires no response, no action. There's nothing. What it's trying to say is there's nothing of love and compassion with just knowledge. Education, knowledge. Education is the brain. Knowledge is putting it to action. That's not enough for Christ. He wants more. He wants your heart. Okay. In the 15th verse and 16th verse of James, also points out that the mere claiming something does not make the claim true. Just because you said you, okay, I agree with you, doesn't mean it's true. You're just agreeing. This is very deep because people get this this whole thing mixed up. Just because you agree with me doesn't mean you believe it. It just means you're agreeing with me because logic is saying, well, maybe he is right. Maybe it doesn't mean you're. It means you believe it. It just means you're verbally and mentally agreeing with me. That's not enough. Okay. A person who says, "I believe," "I believe," "I believe," but does not does nothing to support such a belief does not actually believe that they have what they have claimed. So this goes back to saying that you can use Jesus' name, you can do all these wonderful works or whatever you're thinking you're doing, but without truly knowing the Lord, without having him in your heart, it is all just a bunch of just walking around in circles. There's no promise to your purpose. You think you have a purpose, but unless you're tapped in and you have Jesus in your heart and you have the Holy Spirit, there is no tap in. It's mere just you doing action. There's no faith in it. It's only action. Okay? Just because you say you believe, I believe, doesn't mean you really believe unless you really in your heart mean it and only you know that. We don't know that. I don't know if you say I believe in Jesus, if you really believe in Jesus. I have no idea. That's up to you and God. But this is telling you right here, if you do not sincerely mean it, it is nothing more than just words. It's not actually believe what they're saying. James makes clear that have, saving faith in Christ is active and transformative. It works and it changes you. Okay? It is in action. It is not dead, it's alive, and it transforms you from what you were before you got Jesus and how you are now that you have him. Salvation is about placing our trust in Christ. This necessarily, this necessarily transforms us in such a way that we begin to make new and different choices. When you transform in the Lord, when you transform in the Lord, not just the action, but you let him take control of your life and you're transforming your decisions, your 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 ways of life, all that changes. It all changes. You become different. A real transformation, you will see that change. You will know that change. It will become something a part of you. Man, this guy's different, bro. He used to do this, he does that. He used to believe in this, he believes that. Maybe he has changed. Maybe God did do something special with him. There's so many testimonies that it's, it's, it's really uncounted, uh, uncountable. How many people have changed because of the Lord? And how many really, really, really deep down in the heart sinners have changed their life because of Jesus? Really, 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 really great. Really great.
okay living faith in christ changes the direction of a person's life when you live your faith in christ when you live it your direction goes from where you were to where god wants you because now you're not leaning on your own understanding in your own ways and your own purpose you have promised your purpose god promises you heaven he promises you eternal life he promises you salvation he promises you all these wonderful grace things god god's riches at christ's expense but what happens is when you're doing this walking this path of your own understanding you turn this the other direction that following god that is a transformation of spiritual faith inside your heart when you really actually mean it okay it also results in the believer beginning to participate in good works that all of a sudden your actions change. So not only are you moving in a different way, but you're also starting to do different things and it starts to become a good thing. Love, peace, and accountability. Again, the formula of success in God. Love, peace, and accountability. You start changing it. You start doing good things because now Christ is living inside you and they don't hate you, they hate the light in you. You understand? No one knows you like your like your people you live with and people, your family that know you best. They don't hate you, they love you because they love you because you're their family. But people who say they hate you don't hate you because of you, of who you are. They hate the God inside you, okay? They're hating on the God inside you because light always over outshines the day or night, okay? So, where there are no works, there is only a dead word, only faith. When you're not putting your faith into action, my pastor does very, very well. He says if you have to put some exercise to that faith, you gotta, you gotta work it out. It's kind of like a, a spiritual gym, reading your word, praying, being led by the Spirit <clears throat> to do things. Whether it's your, whether it's your chores, whether it's your work, whether it's your activities, whether it's something with your family, whether it's something with your friends, whether it's something to do with your the country, whether whatever you're involved in, you read, you pray. And you put your faith in the action, spiritual fitness. Okay? Doing nothing with your faith, doing nothing with God, is not going to get you anywhere because you're just sitting there. You're just sitting there being a lump, bump on a log. There is only a dead worth, words only faith. Words only, no action. People can't see God working in your life because you're not doing anything with your life for them to see. When God starts working with you and changing things and you're able to maintain and God does things with you, people can see the change in you. That's what the works also means is for you to show people through what you're doing and how God is working through you in the powers that you're working in, how it's going to maintain from them. Oh, well, he does this, 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 and this. Like, you know, whatever happens with you because of your faith in God, faith, God can show himself with you. That's called action. That's called faith with action, faith with works. Things happen. Oh man, you know, he's he's on it. He believes in the Lord. Look what happened. You know, he prayed, he stood, he stood the ground, he didn't get depressed, he didn't get anxiety, he continued to work in the faith, and look what happens. He's applying, he did his thing, and boom, now God blessed him. You can show how God works in your life by faith and works worth in faith. And not everyone sees God working in your life because they know how you are. Unbelievable. And the and and the kind James refers to is the first part of verse 14. And it's important to note that here that what James is not saying, he is not in any sense claiming that salvation requires good works. Don't get this twisted. 
Good works doesn't get you to heaven. Works alone doesn't get you to heaven. You have to understand that when you are on your path and God takes control of you because you allowed him into your heart, your path changes. Okay? Just because you're doing good works now and you're it doesn't mean you're gonna to go to salvation. It just you have to maintain the Christ in you to get there. Works alone doesn't get you to heaven. A lot of people have that problem. They're like, well, you know, I, I, I donate, I do good for people, but where's Jesus, where's God's glory at? Uh, well, that's exactly. You're not you're not doing God's glory. So you're you're you're, you're, miss, you're missing the point. You see what I'm saying? You're missing the point. He's not talking about following the law or being perfectly sinless. The law isn't following the law doesn't make you righteous. It just makes you obedient. Ooh, too soon. The law, following the law, does not make you righteous by God. That makes you obedient to the land. or being perfectly sinless. He's not talking about following the law or being perfectly sinless. That's not what he's talking about. He's talking about inner peace. I'm sinless, I gotta be good. No, you still need salvation because you're gonna sin, you're a human being. You are gonna cause separation in nature, in natural, because that's humanity. That's going to happen. The less you let this happen, the more closer you stay with God. Works, faith, God. Works, faith, God. Keep that as close as you can. Some days you may be really close. Sometimes you may be a little bit further. Sometimes it may be really far, depending on how much you let sin, separation in nature happen. And then all of a sudden, you're like, I'm sorry, Father. I'm so sorry that I made made, made those made, made those sins. You're forgiven. Oh, back to students. Back to doing it again. Okay, back in. It's a it's 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 that kind. That's the way it works. Because no one's perfect. So you're gonna have this fluctuation constantly between good and evil. Pride and grace. And the closer you stay with God, the more you're gonna be in salvation. Okay. He's talking about doing good works that are consistent with loving others, Christians, and obeying the Father. Now we're going to change that. We're going to change that word, obeying to loving, because obeying to me is a filler word that tells you that you have to be a slave. And I don't like obeying. Obeying, I obey the law because I love the Father. So let's change that. He's talking about good works that are consistent with loving our, our Christians and loving the Father. Love. Love of life of victory eternally. Love. Okay? you got to love your belief, the fellow believers and those around you. I don't like to say, like, I, I have a hard time with loving just Christians. I love everybody. Everyone. All souls matter. Not just particular ones. All souls matter. So, let's change this again. He's following me here. He's talking about doing good works and being consistent with loving others. 
and loving the Father. Be consistent in loving everybody. I always say this, this is the, the three main content, consistent ingredients to salvation, faith, and love. Love with no expectation of love back. Walk in peace, even when everyone is tribulation around you. And, what is it? What? Be accountable, because accountability is contagious. All three of those create unity. That's the ingredients. Okay? That's what those who trust in Christ begin to do. Okay? In other words, we are saved only by faith. We believe, so we're saved. And this faith which saves will produce good works. The, the faith seed has been planted in your heart with Jesus. And as you water it, work, faith, works, faith, works, faith together, it grows. It grows. And grows. Produces good works. According to James, those who lack works are not saved according to James if you have no works you're not saved not because they lack works but because they lack works proves that they're lacking saving faith so what he's trying to say is that because you are not putting your faith to action and showing others how God works how can you be saved if you're not proving it yeah I yeah, I don't know. I, I I think we're we're along the lines of as long as personal faith is just you believe in the Lord. And it's important to show people that you have the faith. I'll tell you that. Okay? So, let's get into it. James 2.17 says this. So also faith, and I'm going by the Amplified Version. I live at Amplified Life and on Pentecost because he, he paid it. Whatever version you have, fantastic. Man, man, oh man, whatever one works for you, do that. Okay? We'll go through some. We'll see. But this is, this is James 2.17 Amplified Version. Okay, what does it say? Also, faith, it does not have works deeds or actions of obedience to back it up it's by itself is destitute of power inoperative and dead okay so also faith if it does not have works if it does not have works deeds actions of obedience to back it up Let's change this again because we're back down that same road. So also faith, if it does not have works, deeds and actions of love to back it up, by itself is destitute of power. Means powerless. Incooperative and dead. Works, faith without works is dead. Pretty much. Pretty simple. Faith. So let's see what it says in other versions. Other versions say this. Let's see. In the NIV version says, in the same way, faith by itself 
if it is not accompanied by action is dead gotta work your faith out gotta put it to action gotta work it out hit the spiritual gym read the word do what God has called you to do wait and enact ESV verses so also faith by itself it does not have works is dead KJV says even so faith it hath not works is dead being alone NASB says even so faith if it had if it has no works is dead being by itself NLT says so you see faith by itself isn't enough unless it produces good deeds it is dead and useless CSB in the same way faith it does it does not have works by itself it is dead by itself all right so also faith let's go on higher 16 and one of you says to him goodbye keep yourself warm and well fed without giving him the necessary of his body what good does that do so also faith if it does not have good if not have works deeds and actions of love to back it up by itself it destitute power it's incorporative and dead hmm go to the 18 but someone will say to you you have faith and I have good works now you show me your alleged faith apart from any good works if you can't and I by work good works of, of love will show you my faith so basically saying you have to have both and if you only have works and you only have faith and you guys try to show each other that it's not gonna it's it's just not gonna work because you gotta have both it works it's, it's a it's a community effort deal you gotta have both inside you yin to your yang the good to the bad faith and works catch you what I'm trying to say Actions mean nothing without the faith to go inside the action. When you do right by God for His glory, you will get what you put in. Regardless. Simple as that. Really as simple as that. You send someone off, but without giving them anything, like, okay, good example. When I was younger, and I spent a book with my grandfather, my grandfather knew my mom wasn't, you know, living high on the hog. She, you know, we, we were, we were, you know, living, you know, below the middle class level, which most of us are. And before I went home for the weekend, or went home for the week at the weekend I was with, my grandfather would go into the garage and put a love package together, a care package. He'd have a basket or a box, whatever the case was he had, and he'd put canned foods, uh, boxed foods, like you'd have soups, you'd have mac and cheese, you'd have juices, you'd have just about anything you could think of that young kids would want. And he put it in the box and he sent that home with me. He, when mom come to get me, he'd send that box home. That is what this is saying. 
And one of you says to him, Goodbye, keep yourself warm and well fed without giving him any necessities for his body. What good does that do? How are you going to send someone off without giving, taking care of them and making sure they're going to be good for a little while? That's spend time with you. That you care about and love. You don't do that. If someone spends, comes to stay with you and you make sure, okay, man, you get to your plane right, you get to your train, your bus, uh, do you have enough money in case something happens? Do you have enough money on you? Um, do you have enough supplies with you? you have all your luggage with you? You take inventory of what they have, and if you can help them, you do when they leave your home. That's just being a good steward and being a, God, a man, person of God who cares about the person who is now leaving your, your home uh, after visiting you. Because obviously they're here at your home, and they're, you know... They're, they're, they're using your supplies or you know it's, it's not a bad thing it's just reality they're you know they're they're comfortable they're not worried about food they're not worried about water not worried about shower because you know if they're staying with you that's accommodating you know or gas in their car if they took a car there or you taking them and they're worried about paying you gas to be able to take them here and there and there you give with that efficient to give back so that's not even a worry when they come to your house, you're prepared for that. And then when they leave, after they spend time with you, then you're like, okay, now you do the check. Do you, do you have enough this? Do you have enough that? Is everything with you? Do you have this? You double check everything they have and make sure they're going to be good in case they do get stranded or get something happens, that they're going to be okay. So, that is all in the faith and works thing. And one says to him, goodbye. Keep yourself warm and well fed. Words. Without giving him necessities for the body, what good does that do? So also faith, if it does not have works, deeds, and actions of love to back it up, by itself is destitute power, is incorporated from the dead. Your words about them wishing them good deeds gives them does nothing for them unless you make sure they are taken care of the best way you can. Does that happen a lot? Do we deal with that a lot of people who just don't care? People who just don't have that mind to, to, to check on people, to make sure they're going to be okay, to make sure the travels are going to be fun after they travel to your home, to your place. If you go somewhere to visit somebody, don't you want someone to care and love for you and take care of things for you and accommodate you? And then when you get ready to leave, to make sure you have everything and make sure you're going to be good in case something happens. That's like a motherly thing. That's a love thing. That's a love thing. When you sit back and you're like, hey man, thank you for visiting. Thank you for being a part of my life for this time. You know, do you got everything with you? Do you need a little bit extra money in case something happens? You want to get a soda? You want to get a bite to eat? Do you have money for that? I'm offering services. Do you have water? Do you have, you know, all the appropriate things? I'm going to take you to the bus or take you to the plane, the airport. Don't worry about the gas. I got you covered. Don't worry about spending money because you're going to need that if something happens. That is love, my friend. That is love. That is caring and love. Does that even matter to you? Of course it should, because it's part of the faith and action thing. It's a parable to get you to understand how important it is to say, not just to say it, but to actually put action to it. If someone is in need and you say God bless you yes you're wishing them well 
but if you're not handing them a bottle of water, hand them a buck or two so they can go down to Burger King or to McDonald's and grab a burger. If you're not doing those things, your words are dead without action. Faith without action is dead. This is another hard part of Christianity that people get totally wrong. God reveals so much. It's really, really interesting. And it's sad how people claim to be Christians, but don't truly understand the true meaning behind Christianity, how selfless it is, how much you show people you love them and care for them <clears throat> without expectation. Love without expectation of love back. That is number one. Christianity. Jesus loved without expecting you to love him back. He wants you to love him back, but he's not going to just... He's not going to just love you. See, people wait for love. I'm not going to love you until you love me back. That's totally backwards. I'm going to love you as a human being. And if you love me back, great. We have a communication. But if you don't, well, I'm going to social distance myself until you're ready. And when you're ready, you come back. Talk. Hang out. If you want to be close to me, you will be and become more friendly. It is the basic Christian values that people just can't figure out. If you ever let anyone, that's, that's exactly the reason why this is written because he wants you to understand how dead words are without action, without offering. Very serious, very true. So, what does all this mean? Genuine saving faith in God leads to good and loving actions. Works all together. Genuine saving faith. Genuine saving faith. The G word, genuine, means real, proven, authentic. Genuine saving faith leads to good and loving actions. In chapter 1, James discussed the importance of acting on words of God, not merely ha hearing them, not, not merely just hearing them. Favoritism to the rich over the poor demonstrates the lack of faith because rich people can get you what you want. They can pay for anything. Rich person not, is, is in, in need for something, you do for them, you know they're going to shower you. They have the money, they can take care of you. What faith does that take? When you have the finances, what faith, what faith does that take? It takes away your faith. If you're not rooted in the Word, not rooted in God, it's going to take, it'll take nothing. In fact, this is a sin. Favoritism to the rich over the poor demonstrates lack of faith and, and in fact is sin. If you look at rich people, more favoritism to them, oh, he'll take care of me. Oh, that's a sin. That's a separation of nature because the poor genuinely need your help. Because they have nothing to give back to you. That's why you don't go to them. Because you want something back. You want, if it doesn't benefit me, I don't want nothing to do with it. That is complete separation in nature. When you give to the poor without expectation back. Because you don't have to worry about someone giving something back to you when you're doing for the doing it for the rich people because you know they're gonna give it back to you. Or your your belief is they're gonna do it. Because they have the money. They have the resources. I'll do for dude in the lakes before I do for the 
people at the homeless shelter because I get returns. There's no come up with, with, with people. That is the exact reason why Christianity is so misrepresented because we think it's all about the come up. The come up. The come up. No, it isn't. It's about giving to someone who doesn't have to give back to you. God is going to bless you for that because you have to be selfless to do that. Given to someone who has, is rich is not selfless. That's expectation. Given to poor people, poor people who don't have, is a selfless act of God and faith. Mm -mm -mm. Separation in nature. Okay, following, following up on those ideas, James insists that faith which does not result in good works is dead. Faith that does not result in you doing something to operate that faith and show that faith, living faith, is dead. Very simple. Such belief is merely intellectual agreement. It is not a trust or true biblical saving faith. Such belief is mere intellectual agreement. Hmm? James insists that faith which does not result in good works is dead. And such belief is merely intellectual intel, intel, intellectual agreement. It is not trust or true biblical saving grace or faith. James does not de doesn't deny that belief in God is essential to salvation, but does he nor does he claim that works are necessary to obtain salvation. Rather, he makes the case that works are to faith what the breath is to the body. Works are to faith what breath is to body. Wow. Works are to faith. The action of exercising your faith is essential like the breath is to the body. Do you see the parable there? You need to breathe to live. You need to show your faith for people to see it and for it to be action and for it to be exercised. Hallelujah. 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 A sign of life, a faith without works is like a body without breath. Dead. Case closed. A sign of life, a faith without works is like a body without breath dead dead what a message what a message holy cow I tell you beloved you have to go to your spiritual gym get your word out Get your word out. Get your word out. Read it. Read it. I have plenty of messages of the Blue Book on here. Bluebook.com. 8LU8OK.com. Go to it. Go to it. Go to it. You could even go to UMOLV.com and go down to the blue book banner and push the little house that'll take you to all the archived blue books that have gone on. There are plenty of them. 
The messages are really straightforward. Nothing is different than what you heard tonight. Today, everything is here. Okay? Faith without works is like a body without breath. Something. You, don't, you can't do something. You, you, you cannot prove if you can't provide. Guys, I, I, I welcome any, any comments, questions, anything that you may have. Obviously, behind me, you're going to see the banner here. Go to umolv.com for anything to do with the station or the show or other things that are going on. We are part of Secret Ministries. Um, definitely the ministry that puts this thing on. I encourage you to email us anything you may need to know. Questions, comments, it'll all be in the archive. But definitely go to 8LU8OK at gmail.com and just ask away questions, comments, concerns, whatever the case may be. Okay? Work out your faith. Get on that treadmill of, of, of use the action of tre the treadmill. Work up that faith. Get it moving. Read your word. Read your word. Read your word. Pray. Go out and do something good for somebody. Do it out of love. Love, peace, and accountability. Love, peace, and accountability. Okay? Oh, my goodness. Pentecost. Because he paid it. Email us. Let us know. Check out the station. We also do uh, Blue Breakers uh, podcast and show. We do that. All the archives are in there. UMOLV.com. They give you everything you need. Very good. Let us know what you feel like. Hit us up. Okay? 8LU8OK at gmail.com. Okay? Until next time. Maybe. Fear. Respect God. Follow Jesus. And let the Holy Spirit flow through you like a Russian river. Until next time. Until next time. Until next time. <laughs> Jesus. Strong.